Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode 85. Hi, guys. Hi there. And how are you this fine December, January something morning? <laughs> January. I'm good. Good. The sun is shining. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. The squirrel is on the deck. The squirrel is on the deck. All right. So let's jump into something. You had a thought today or I yesterday. You had a thought. Tell us about your thought. Uh, I was encouraged by our pastor this week. He's been using John sixteen thirty three a lot lately, just in encouraging us in the new year to <clears throat> think positively about the future, and uh, specifically last week mm-hmm. uh, in some of the, our discussion. John sixteen thirty three says, "This is Jesus." I was talking to the disciples um, about him leaving. And he must sense some distress in their demeanor or in their Mm -hmm. thoughts, since he could read their thoughts. And so he says, I'll start with 32. Take careful notice. I'm reading in the Amplified. An hour is coming and has arrived when you will all be scattered, each to his own home, leaving me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. So I was was just thinking about those words and the encouragement and really mulling around. What does Jesus mean when he says, I have overcome the world? Mm -hmm. Because... that's a pretty declarative statement. As Does that in, mean nothing bad is ever going to happen again? Well, and he hadn't even died yet. He had uh-huh. overcome the world before his crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. Mm-hmm. So what did that mean, that he had overcome the world and that we can be cre- courageous and even have joy as we live in the world that brings us tribulation and suffering? Does mm-hmm. that mean we'll never have tr- suffering? No, because he says that. You will have Tribulation and suffering. You will have, what does he say? Distress. Tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous because mm-hmm. as you abide in me, you will have what? That's the what. That's yeah. what I want to talk about. What will we have? What has he overcome? And what can we expect when we're having tribulation and suffering? Okay. Like, what did he model in right. that? So this is, I guess, if you kind of wind this back a little bit, I, we always like, I mean, one of my favorite things is tell people read John 15, 16, 17 a lot. And that's Jesus' prayers. Um, that's really the, I call it the, the real Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. where it's really Jesus really earnestly praying about things and what he's, you know, what he covers in there. But it seems like... getting ready to head yeah, the crucifixion. Yeah, it seems like in this chapter 16, as you read this... It's kind of like, yeah, you guys have been following me. We're doing all this stuff. Okay, let's get real. Mm-hmm. It's about to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Things are changing. I'm leaving. You guys will be in charge and having to do your own thing with the spirit, but not me personally standing here with you. Mm-hmm. Time to put on the big boy pants. And he 
tries to put in some real exhortation there. And like they say, the, the pinnacle is that verse you just read, the last one, which is, says, I've told you all these things so that in me you may, may have peace. So there's the first key, right? It's that mm-hmm. in me you may have peace. And it says, in this world you'll have trouble. So it's not saying, hey, because I'm here, nothing bad ever is going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's saying, yeah, you're going to have some stuff's going to happen. He goes, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So this is your whole introduction or key here, which is, okay, there's work to do. Stuff is going to happen. And I think this is, I think, also a tough thing. Not a tough thing, but this is something that when we go back and forth between grace and people talk about not having works, it's like grace means God has given us all things, but that doesn't mean there's not work in life to do. Work to do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of this is it's like, yeah, you've been with me. You're hanging out. But guess what? There's some stuff to do. There's things are going to happen, but I'm here with you for this. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess that's this kind of opens up a whole big area, right, of what does it really mean that he has overcome? So we're going to ask, her the, ask that question like 10 times. And I <laughs> Hopefully assume, something will come have, to you. Do you have an answer here yet? So. <laughs> well, I, I think there's probably a, a variety of answers. Okay. You know, I, um, there... The, the world says, what does he mean by the world? Okay, mm-hmm. so let's start there. Okay. In the world, hmm. you're going to have trouble. Okay. All right. What's the world? Is he talking the physical? If I stand outside, a bird will drop poop on my head as I'm standing outside. Is, there, is it the physicalness of the world? Is he talking about the world system? Mm-hmm. Which actually I was, let me read the Passion Translation because I thought this had an interesting... Um, thing that he said uh, everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me for in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows that that was a key to think about the world system doesn't have faith in God the world system is Mm -hmm. chaotic and worryful worrisome and tries to manage things and control things on their own and and i think not to dive into the psychological thing but it that has also been on my mind lately so i'm going to go there for a minute i've been meditating on what our ego is Mm -hmm. and and in psychology your ego is the part of you that wants things to stay the same and stay protected and stay safe and stay very managed, very controlled. And we have all kinds of things that happen in our mind if we let the ego, which I kind of have a feeling that's the flesh and the the system that Paul is talking about in Romans and the part that we get um, kind of wrapped around the axle about like, who who is me well my ego is kind of the protective coating around the real me and when the ego is left unchecked or gets to just roam free it manages me by saying you got to stay protected at all cost safety is number one 
I'll go even one more step away from what our topic is to demonstrate this. I work at a school that's a charter school. Mm -hmm. And many years ago, 10 or so, um, we had a bomb scare at our school. And that was a huge big deal. And everybody panicked because they're which is reasonable a bomb scare at a school is a reasonable reason to panic but what happened after that bomb scare we had this Mm -hmm. big town meeting and all the parents got to come in because it's a charter school the parents have a lot of sway in how they want the policies to be made which is a good thing and a bad thing. well in this case it became such the focus that the president of the company of the school got up and said okay our focus now is safety safety is our number one priority at this school and I remember sitting there thinking wait a minute we're a school I thought education was the number one priority and but what happened after that is this whole push on safety got tweaked it it was like the Mm -hmm. ego took over we have to control every single thing as best as we can to make sure that this never happens again and the shift in focus at our school it went askew for a while and people got fired and education was not our priority for a while in Mm. my opinion and how i saw the fallout and things have turned kind of back around now and there was some policy set in place the pendulum just swung really really far for a while okay so i feel like that is a good example of what happens to me sometimes when i get excited or uh, uh, not excited when something a change happens or something happens and everything inside of me goes (gasps) i safety is number one priority Mm -hmm. i have to control the situation being in relationship with God is not the key here anymore. It's yeah. me taking over and me saying I have to make sure that I'm always safe and I'm always secure and I'm always in control and in charge. To me, that's what he was warning against Yeah. to his disciples. Okay, guys, let me tell you, <clears throat> things are going to, like you said, hit the fan. I'm going to go through something really hard and none of you are going to stick with me. Right. And you're going to feel terrible about that. But your ego is going to take over and you're going to try to stay safe because uh-huh. you don't understand what's happening. But let me tell you, I am safe. Mm-hmm. I'm with the Father. And I have peace and will continue to have peace through all of this terrible thing that's going to happen to me. I'm going to be crucified and died. Right. Die. And that's going to feel like the end. But I have overcome <coughs> that. It, to me, right now, I'm thinking the world is that system that says you got to control something, you got to be in charge, you got to take it, care of this. We're watching mm-hmm. The Chosen again mm-hmm. right now because I want to watch season three, but I wanted to go back and watch season one and two again. And so we're in the middle of season one, and I'm watching Peter. And I'm watching Peter, the way that they're predicting him, which I think probably has some merit, how controlling he tries to be mm-hmm. in his own life. And then even as a follower of Jesus, he's trying to make sure that Jesus is always safe. Right. Which you do actually, I mean, you do see that in the New Testament. That's so what I'm this saying. is not a, yeah, this I is not too far. I think there's to the way yeah, they've taken his ex- character. Extrapolated too far. Mm-hmm. So. And, and I think about that with Peter you know, he's, 
he's kind of the fighter, the scrappy one, the mm-hmm. let's make sure that, you know, the crowds don't get too big and all this kind of stuff. That's Peter trying to take control over something without him having the mind of Christ, right. without him having the peace of knowing Father's His goal is, is with to him. manage the situation. Mm-hmm. And this is in the early stages right. of his, of the discipleship. So things change, obviously. Early, mature, premature time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, I think, is what Jesus is talking about. Like, things are going to happen in politics, in the mm-hmm. economy, in your relationships, in your body. Things are going to happen because the mm-hmm. world is going to come against, or the trials and tribulations are going to come. Suffering's going to come. You're going to experience right. some loss. You're going to experience some distress. You're going to, some of your goals are going to fail. Right. Because something unknown to you, unforeseen, is going to happen. And how you l- go through that experience can either be in a protective mode or in a union mode. Right. One with the Father, one with Jesus, one with God. And I think that is the, the kind of the root of what he's, mm-hmm. you know, or the, the gist, I guess, of what he's saying here. And of course, then I want to start applying that into things in my life. Um, There's a word I want to glom onto there that you said, which is just the word through going through, because I think, you know, there's the old words like uh, the joy is in the journey or it's the journey, not the destination. And I think there's an aspect to where that's true and not always true. There is an importance of the destination, but there's a. There's something about the going through. The question is, if we just gut it um, to get through situations, because like, well, I just want to wait till it's over with. Mm-hmm. We're not living in victory. We're just gutting it. In fact, I remember when we went on our first missions trip back in 91. When did we go to Kiev? Yeah, 91. Mm-hmm. Kiev. Mm-hmm. Ukraine. Um, Ukraine, Ukraina. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a guy who was a missionary, and he said, one of the things he said, actually, I guess it was before one of our Mexico trips. Um, he said, a lot of you will be tempted because it's a short-term missions trip. You know, it's a week or two, whatever, however long that is, to just gut it out and put up with, you know, the food and the whatever situation the poverty, in there. The poverty, the dirt. The poverty, the yeah, all those sleep. things. And then just gut it out because you know you can hang with that for a week Mm -hmm. and then you'll go home. And he's like, I implore you to exist and to thrive and actually live in that situation rather than gut it out. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's a great. And at first my reaction was kind of, yeah, 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 whatever. But (laughs) but I think it was really wise because often we do. It's like, oh, look, a bad thing's happening. Okay, I just got to suck it up and gut it out till it's over with and and i think what jesus is trying to get across and this is the hard part it doesn't mean that the joy is that thing that's happening it's that i can have joy inside of the thing that's happening regardless of the circumstances because of who i'm with in the relationship that i have Mm -hmm. and that's really what he's trying to communicate is it's the going through together with him mm-hmm. is the difference. You know, the goal, I mean, yes, Jesus said, um, 
you know, he went to the cross for the joy set before him. Now, that doesn't mean he said, oh, yay, I get to go to the cross. That sounds awesome. It was like, no, I really don't want to. That I'm not so keen on, but I can do that because I know where I'm going. But even in the process, he knew who he was with. Now, it didn't mean he didn't struggle. You know, he struggled in Gethsemane. I'm sure he struggled as guys are pounding nails through his hands and feet. And he's like, yeah, this is. I'm experiencing discomfort. Mm -hmm. But there was more going on there in that process as he went through it. You know, and you look at the seven statements he had. He's doing things. He's involved with God even through the pain. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what our big encouragement is. Yeah, hard stuff's going to happen. Now, do we want to avoid hard stuff? Yeah, generally that's a good thing to... I would rather not go through a lot of trauma... But there's a lot of trauma that you're not going to be able to avoid. Mm -hmm. You know, when people you love go through difficult things or abandon you or change or somebody gets hurt, injured, sick, wounded, or you do, or you go through a disease, you don't get to skip those. Mm -hmm. They exist. They, they're happening. And the question is, is how do I follow the presence of God in those times? I, I, I and, exp and I'll say having the presence of God allows you, allows me, I'll just talk about me, to experience what I'm experiencing, to have the full humanity experience and not just want to gut it through. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm suffering, I... I hate suffering i hate pain i try to avoid it at all costs and have i enjoy whole life. it and i find that it's no but i'm having a new i'm having some new thoughts about it of uh, you know I, I, there are opportunities for me to learn about the depth of relationship the depth of who i am and the depth of who god is when I'm suffering, mm -hmm. that caused me to be a whole, wholer, fuller, yeah. richer person. And so to avoid it, you know, like Christ could have avoided death on the cross, mm -hmm. but he came fully human, which included <laughs> death. Yeah. And he, it got ramped up. It got stepped up. He didn't have to wait till he was 80 years old and then die. He, he he was murdered. Yeah. He was so he had the absolute worst possible death that you can have by being murdered, your life taken from yeah. you by another and the excruciating pain of it. He exper he let himself experience all of that. Right. And became completely fully human by having that death. Yeah. And and so that that is an encouragement to me to say, you know, how did he overcome the world? He had peace through it all. You can tell by his statements that he made on the cross and the way that he submitted to Pilate and Herod and the beaters and the tormentors. He submitted to them. Right. He did not scream and thrash about and as far as we know and and try to get 
back at them or revenge, you know, like all of that <coughs> ego in him that wanted, because right. he had it. He understood you know the reality. He had an ego. Yeah. He had everything that we have as a human. Mm-hmm. And he was able to bring that into submission and say, I have peace that goes much deeper than my defensive mechanisms and my desire to be safe and get out from underneath all of this pain. Yeah. I have purpose and peace in a much deeper place that makes me be able to hear. So this is from speaking as I think Jesus thought. Mm-hmm. I have the peace of being able to stay in tune with the un- in the union with my father to know that I can endure this and will continue to be a deeper, deeper, deeper person right. in the peace of God while I endure this. Yeah. I'm, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just because he knew, you know, like, did he know he was going to rise again in three days? Well, I do. I think so. But I, I don't know that. I, I'm willing to he told entertain them he was. the thought. He told them he was beforehand. I know. I know. But so that's true. I, I think, though, that his his body I'm sure there's still a, cried a, out for don't do it don't do it I mean that was what mm-hmm. happened in Gethsemane right so I really no, don't want to do I this I know that you know in the long run I'm going to be raised but um, sometimes the process hurts and it doesn't mean yeah. we have to enjoy the pain but we can get a perspective and I, I actually is interesting because I'm just thinking here looking at you and I realized oh and we, I was talking about walking with God and being with God in the presence and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I realized, you know, one of the things that works well for us in marriage is we go out for a lot of drives. And to a degree, it doesn't matter where we go. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're spending time together, sitting next to each other, experiencing the surroundings, talking about things. And it's that presence and whatever that deepens and makes a relationship that we have. And mm-hmm. we've also gone through hard things. You've had a, a tumor. In a tum- That's my movie <laughs> quote for the day. Yes, <laughs> you're a tumor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a, name that movie. And uh, so. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he is. It was got to twi- be Terminator then. No, it was twins with Danny DeVito. Oh, how would I even know that? So, anyways, anyway. we were like a tumor. I had a tumor. <laughs> a long anyway, time a long time ago. But that was a thing we went through together, and it was like, yeah, were there miserable, awful days? Yeah, but I think a lot of it was for years. Years, yeah, and it, but it was, I but we that. went through that together. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking actually today, I was driving. And I realize there's things people miss where, and this is the whole point of what Jesus said. I have overcome. So there's the part of it is the I, him, the fact that he is there is the difference. So I was thinking about how people have a different focus. So let's think about something that's good. And I'm going to use the um, physical, intimate relationships between men and women. Okay. That's a good thing, right? Unless, because it also gives you pleasure, there's joy in that and so forth. Mm -hmm. But we can go two different places with that. If your life becomes, I just want that pleasure aspect outside of a real relationship, then what happens with you is you get farther and farther out of human relationships 
and what's more about stimulation and pleasure and so forth. And you actually become a fairly warped person. I think the longer you go down that path, the more warped you are because you're not in relationship living the life with another person. Basically, you're just extracting something from another person Mm -hmm. and then moving on. Mm -hmm. And so what God is saying, I'm here with you. And I'll even say for the intimacy Mm -hmm. and the closeness, but I'm here to be continuing with you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that continuity, the fact that you will be there, that he will be there. That's what makes intimacy something so much more than just a moment of pleasure. It's the fact that I am continuing on in relationship with this other person forever, mm-hmm. you know, or my whole life. And I think that's what God is trying to deposit into us is I want to have that intimacy and I want to carry on with you forever. And, and, and we're and, and the good news is he already is. Mm-hmm. He's already there. He's not will be there. Right. He is there. Which is exactly what, yeah, which is Jesus says, I have overcome. So there's, I think that's a point of meditation where you can just sit there and think about And rather mm-hmm. than us trying to figure it out right this minute and explain it, ask yourself that. What does it mean? Ask God that. That God said, yeah, ask God, what does it mean that you have overcome? How does that relate in this whole relationship between you and I and all the things I'm going to face in life? Somehow you're saying, you know, and I'll start throwing out ideas. You're, it's been dealt with. You've handled it. You're there. Whatever. I don't, you know, meditate on that and consider the reality of what God has done in order to bring something into your life. Yeah. So one of the comments that came up in our talk the other night was, do we think Jesus is in the future? Do we look at the future believing that Jesus oh. is in the future with us? And it was a, it was a good Right. I want to pondering. put that in the negative was what, what some of the person said is fear and all sorts of other things are, you are envisioning a future without God. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of fear and chaos and all those things comes from is because Mm -hmm. you don't see God Mm -hmm. in the future. You see in your future, you don't see that God is there. It's hard to keep the perspective that God is there in the future. It's and, and looking at the past helps Mm -hmm. to bolster your faith for the future. Absolutely. You know, um, if, if you've lived a while, or even if you haven't lived a while, the future in our country feels rather uncertain mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe 10, no, 20 years ago where things were pretty stable for the most part and felt like mm-hmm. you could make plans for the future and kind of know how things were going to go. And so nowadays, some of us who have lived longer feel like oh my gosh, the sky really is falling. There can be that perspective of the future seems so unsettled and so out of control with what we think is right or good or how we would like to live our lives. I think this is a timely word. Mm -hmm. I think to think about what God is saying 
to us is your future you know depending on your theology some people like to say God is in control of the future he's completely sovereign knows everything that's going to happen so we can trust him that gives comfort to some people if your theology doesn't line up straight up with that um, it's a little bit harder to say God is in the future because Mm -hmm. things may feel a little bit more willy nilly and things are going to happen doesn't either A or B path A or B sovereignty or not the point is God is there mm-hmm. God is with because God is in us yeah. and as we go into the future so does he go yeah he's not it's not like he's out there waiting for us it's like every day the next moment the next step I take is me is me and God mm-hmm. God is there so God overcoming the world for me can have several um, applications. Mm-hmm. I, God will have a solution. Like I, I've recently lommed on to the statement, which I'm too tired to remember exactly where it came from, but this too shall pass um, is a, a very common way to soothe your worry, to realize if I'm in a hard thing, it will not stay this way. This too will pass. Yeah. Here's a funny example of that. We've been okay. playing um, the dice game Farkle. And it's a, you roll six dice and you're trying to make points with different combinations. And it seems, and it is very random. It's We've been doing are statistics you saying dice are random and all this and kind stuff? of stuff. Yeah. So, but it seems that there's a, this little pattern that goes on where you Farkle. Farkle means you don't get any points. You lose all your points. You roll the dice and you maybe farkle for like six or eight turns. And then all of a sudden you'll get like thousands of points in a couple of rolls. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking that feels kind of like life. Life is filled like, with farkle. Farkle. We get these, you know, we roll the dice and we get a farkle and we're like, oh, dang it. But then eventually we roll the dice and there's a, you know, and that, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to go too far down the random path. But what I'm saying no. is like... Jesus has a solution for every situation in my life Mm -hmm. that seems like there is a problem and I need a solution. And there's something in that comfort of knowing I get to discover and the solution might be my mindset, a change in mindset. It may not be the actual problem itself gets solved the way Mm -hmm. I would solve it. But the solution is my mind. I have a mindset on how I think life should go. And when that doesn't go that way he has opportunities for me to change my mind yeah to have a new mind to have a new thought get a new thought yeah and and so as the farkles keep coming you know it's not going to stay that way forever because of jesus jesus has life i have overcome the world i have Mm -hmm. overcome the system i have overcome worry i have overcome disbelief Mm-hmm. Jesus lived his whole life in belief. Mm-hmm. He had faith in God every moment of every yeah. day. That was the point of Jesus coming as a human to believe God mm-hmm. in every instance. Yeah. And so th- that that is another practical thing. Like I can have God I can have my mind set on God in every situation. And and I feel like most of the human life is learning how to do that. Yeah. Learning how to 
stay in the pre- in the present right. in the presence mindset. For me, anyway, it's yeah. very easy for me to get in the non-presence. Well, you know, mindset. philosophically, it, it's interesting because existentialism is something that's a philosophical branch, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listening that are, I guess, would be more atheist and agnostic are existentialist, where that was a lot of that was defined by Kant and some others who, and it's about life is basically about experiencing and existing, but it's experience in the existence. And that was kind of like, that's all there is. But if you actually step earlier in existentialism, the original guy who probably did the most development of existentialism was Soren Kierkegaard. And Kierkegaard was a Christian, and his focus on the existentialism was we need to recognize our existence, so to speak, and actually experience God. And so he was very much on the experiential, Mm. but it was from a perspective of I need to actually tangibly experience him in life and life is about those experiences and the fact that i exist at this moment and that god is here Mm -hmm. okay so that was the origin of existentialism but then it was picked up and secularized Mm -hmm. into just i need to just experience stuff Mm -hmm. you know if i'm gonna overly simplify it i i like to overly simplify it makes a better (laughs) argument but Mm -mm. (laughs) that's But I think that's the point is that he was very much about, I need to actually be in the presence of God. I need to actually experience him in a tangible reality. And that's the very point of my existence is to experience God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the point of my existence is to experience God Ooh, I should and write for that God down. to experience life through us. Well, yeah. it's recorded. Good news. You, you just recorded Somebody it. Somebody so. mark that and write it on something. <laughs> you said I'm being a Kierkegaard. Yeah. Have peace. Jesus says in the world, you will have troubles, mm-hmm. but I have overcome the world. I have experienced this peace and will continue to experience it through everything and so will you that's the hopeful peace that jesus gives us and sometimes the peace will bring solutions that have a good outcome and sometimes the peace will bring solutions that will change my mind regardless of the outcome and we like a black and white system we'd rather have a law that says it always works this way but in truth that's not that's not god that's not relationship. You're not listening to me. I can tell you. Really. I am. I'm reading cool words. The too. relationship like, is mm-hmm. watch me in every instance. I'm going to give you something different and new to experience in every instance. I am infinite. God says mm-hmm. I have infinite possibilities, infinite characteristics, infinite ways for you to experience life. If I gave you a law that said experience life like this, you would only think about life like this. Yeah. But I have so many more ways for you to develop and uncover the depth of the personhood of who I've made you to be. God is speaking to us and saying this. I have so many ways for you to experience the facets of my Mm. character, of my love, that I'm not giving you a law. I'm giving you a relationship. I'm giving you an opportunity to step-by-step, day-by-day, experience something new about who you are in me. I think that's awesome. Boom. 
There you go. I think that's, that's a I good got. conclusion. <laughs> it's a shorter and sweeter show here today, your discussion. But maybe maybe that's what you succinct need. Succinct yep. enough that we don't need to draw the point gives out. Gives us to chew, yeah, stuff to chew on and think about and be hopeful about. All right. Well, if you've got some thoughts and you find them as you've meditated and have some input, feel free to call us. Send us a message at podcast at grace.world. Go subscribe. Hit that button. Make sure you get our updates, which we don't spam you, at grace.world. And then, of course, we're on some other random, all your social media, at True Grace World, and we post rather irregularly but <laughs> you can also follow but there's so. some stuff on there so you can. all right but it was great to have you and we just hope that you get to walk in that intimacy and delight that jesus has overcome the world we love you have a great week right. bye, bye. bye.